The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty Sons of Liberty Radio.com and also Sons of Liberty Media.com. <clears throat> In fact, if you're listening to uh, Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the faces made for radio. Head over to Sons of Liberty Media.com and there you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that and want to catch that, that, that will be there until 3 o'clock Eastern this uh, afternoon, at which time he will be live in that area. And then on the right side is where we're streaming live. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see the Rumble icon. Click on that, and you can join us in the Rumble chat over there. Uh, by the way, we are streaming to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. 
and then on dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get one of those a day. comes in the evening time. And uh, those are the articles that we have at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com each day. If you want our ministry email, which has exclusive photos and what we're doing as far as in the ministry, Bradley's article of the week, as well as our special out of our store, then you'll go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. Sign up for that. You get one of those a week. That comes out on Saturday. Be sure to check that out. Now, if you'd like to help us and support us in what we do, there's a donate button at the top of the page. You can click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can uh, click on uh, the son, Become a Son or Daughter of Liberty. That's our monthly partners. And we appreciate each and every one of you guys. And then our store is available. This week we're highlighting the uh, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do book, which is Bradley's book. Normally a donation of $11 this week only through Saturday at midnight. You can get 25% off of this by using the promo code grass <laughs> all right use grass and you get 25 percent off of that okay all right um <clears throat> today we're going to do things a little different uh, it's going to give me and lynn time to just sit back and kind of watch some things we pre-recorded part of the show the other day but before i do that i want to uh, highlight a couple of things a couple of videos here um one and and before i do that let me let me just let you know you guys know about lynn's health issue and uh they are trying to put together some things it's a lot of money and they're not going the allopathic route. Um, they are looking uh, both to Kate and then Dr. Vickers down in the, at the Gerson Therapy, uh, Therapy Center down in Mexico, which is quite expensive to do. And but it it actually treats the body. It treats the the root cause of what's called cancer. By the way, just to tee it up, on Monday, hopefully, Lord willing, we're going to play the interview I finally got to do yesterday with G. Edward Griffin on that, on his book, World Without Cancer. And we really needed like three or four hours um, because there's so much information there because you have the health side of it and you have the political side of it or the business side of it. And that's the, 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 the business and the political side is what's really killing people. Okay. Um, so we, we know what the answer is. You don't need to do a lot of studies. You don't need to throw a lot of money at studies, which they've been doing for decades now, and they don't have a cure. But we know what the root cause is, and you fix that basically with food, the, the food the Creator gave us. Okay, so, so there is hope in staving off the effects of cancer. There really is. But uh, Lynn and her family have a site set up. It's from Caring Bridge. And for those of you who are on Red State Talk Radio... It is caringbridge.org forward slash visit forward slash Lynn Taylor. And that's Lynn with an E, L-Y-N-N-E, Taylor. And uh, you can go there and you can help and support Lynn because, like I say, it's going to be very expensive. They are like we are. They're on a one-income family, um, uh, believing that you know God had for energy of the, of the woman to be in the home, and that's what Lynn's done, but she's also branched out in doing the things that she does with us each Wednesday, and then stuff that she does on her own, uh, with her own show and, and other things that she does. So if you would like to support Lynn, you'd like to show her uh, thank you in some ways for uh, all of the, the hard work that she's done, this is the way you can do it. It's caringbridge.org forward slash visit forward slash Lynn Taylor. Okay. All right. And we'll make mention of that uh, near the end of the show. Now, I've got two quick videos <clears throat> that actually three. Uh, and this stems from yesterday. You know, we had Mick on over there in England, and he talked about how the police were for this, this drag queen, this man who dresses up like a woman, which the Bible says is an abomination. Um, they're giving him VIP treatment, right? 
chauffeuring him, even carrying his bags. And if you don't believe it, you just got to see this. And you guys on the radio, um, you'll have to check out the article because here they are. They're carrying his bags in front of him. And here's the guy with his wig off. And you see the cop. He's got his bag here. He puts it in the car for him. Gets him into the back of the car. Look at, look, they've got how many police cars out there? Three, four of them for this just drag queen. And who are they there to, to impede? They're not there to, they're there to impede people who are protesting. Okay. They're treating the people. See all the people who came out to protest? They're treating them like they're the criminals. Not the criminal they just chauffeured out dressed up as a woman. That's right. Somebody's calling out pedo protectors. Okay? That, that That's what they are. And that's exactly what they are. They're agents of the state. Okay? Now, real quickly, this came across yesterday. Um, this is Fauci. And this is uh, the issue that he brings up. About, oh, you know, Burks is coming out now and saying, oh, you know, I knew at the first. it would Well, why didn't you say anything, woman? You went right along with it, too, because you were getting the spotlight. You were right up there with Fauci and Trump and the rest of them, promoting the fraud that is ConVid-1984, and then pushing the shots, too. You're doing the same thing. Burks is trying to get out of it because she sees a gallows in her future. Okay? That's what she's trying to do. Here is Fauci. This is this year. This is just a, a couple of days ago. Here he is on, I don't know if this show is Rising. I don't, I don't watch any of this stuff. Uh, here it is on Rising. And listen to what he says. I so appreciate what you're saying, Doctor, about the moving target. Um, at the same time, there were um, authorities that made different decisions than the CDC's recommendations, for example, on school closures, and they did not see higher levels of child mortality when it comes to COVID. And meanwhile, the schools that did close down were now seeing just disastrous levels of learning loss among poor children, children of color, mental health crisis. I wonder if you would recommend locking down schools if you had to do it all over again. Well, you know, again, it's uh, first of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. Right. You're, you're he sure didn't. Right. You're talking Keep about the CDC is the public health agency mm -hmm. that uses their epidemiologists and their science based approach to make recommendations. Clearly, whenever you close schools, there are collateral effects that are negative. I have always been well aware of that. And I have always felt, and you go back and look at my statements, that we need to do everything we can to keep the schools open and safe. And by safe means, if you need to wear masks in that, wear masks, get better ventilation, surround the children with people who are vaccinated if a vaccine is available to help protect the children. Again, I have been on the record of saying that. Always try to the best of your ability to keep the children in school. Oh, he's on the record. We're going to play that. Environment. Locally, a decision is often made when there is so much infection to close the school. But I would always see that as a last resort. I've always felt that. Way. Oh, always felt that way. I'm on the record. 
mask, vaccine. We got to surround them, children with people who have been given the shot and all this nonsense, right? And we know that the masks don't stop anything. We know the vaccines shot, they're, they're fraudulently called vaccines. That's the first fraud. Somebody really ought to be suing every one of these outlets for calling them vaccines because it's a fraudulent. It's a fraudulent claim. But he is on the record. This is 2020, the same little dwarf gnome Nazi. 2020, listen to what he says on the record. My question for you is, what was the most crucial decision you had to make during the pandemic? And what was the critical thought process that took you through it? Yeah, the most crucial, it was a decision to make a recommendation to the president. It wasn't my decision that I could implement. And when it became clear that when we had um, community spread in the country with a few cases of community spread, this was way before there was a major explosion like we saw in the Northeastern corridor driven by New York City metropolitan area. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Hold on, let, uh, let, wait, wait, let's, let's listen to this. difficult decision in the metropolitan area. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Wait, well, one more uh, time for the record. And that was the metropolitan area. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Uh, I thought uh, you were on record as not doing that. difficult decision because I knew it would have serious economic consequences, which it did. Um, but there was no way to stop the explosive spread that we knew <sighs> would occur. Explosive spread. You know what? I can't even stand to hear the talk about it. There was no explosive spread. The explosive spread came when this guy... This criminal and Trump and Burks and all of the big pharma companies and the Mockingbird media promoted everybody taking the shot. That's where the spread came from any kind of disease, death, SADS, SIDS, make up your monkey pox, whatever you want to make up. All of that came out of the shots. And that's what they were driving you toward. Why? Money. And this guy's got a lot of it. He's got a lot of it. And I hear he's looking to retire with a really nice pension from the taxpayers, from you and I. We need to deal with him before he gets that. We should have dealt with him a long time ago. Now, with that said, uh, we're going to be bringing on, we're going we're gonna to play our interview here in a second. But first thing is first, it's Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And as always, we have with us the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning. Wow, I get to follow Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a good thing. That is, I mean, yeah, it's a good thing because so. we, we could we could leave we could leave him in his place, couldn't we? Well, listen, yeah, we, we let, absolutely could. Yeah. Do you want to kind of inter- set this up as to what we're going to do? Because we've got about a twenty-five sure. or thirty-minute interview here with a sure. gentleman, and um, okay. well, if you want, we'll play his stand first, but I'll let you set it up. Okay, so what we've done for today is we were honored to be able to have Bruce Friedman from the state of Florida join us in giving his account of how he took his role as a dad to a local level, took it seriously, took it to the school board and gave him what for over some of the smut that he was finding in the school library. And so, uh, you know, he went to the meeting. The school board didn't like what he was doing. The the lawyer told the school board, you know, hey, shut his mic off. And as Bruce will tell you in the interview, 
that was a golden moment given by God, because in that moment of shutting his mic off, the platform that has opened up for Bruce to take his story nationwide has gone off the charts. Yep. Sure has. Sure has. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to do, Lynn, is we're going to mm -hmm. take and uh, I'm going to play just this uh, couple of minute video where Bruce is trying sure. to what he's what he's trying to do, people. And I want you just to pay attention to what goes on the background, because some of it's going to be hard to hear because it's it's not right up on a microphone. But Bruce is going to hold up and show this board what they have allowed in their life in the school libraries for, for young children. And what he's going to do is he's going to read it. And you'll hear in the interview how he talks about. A lot of the women had done the 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 work, the prerequisite work. They put things together for him, but they didn't feel comfortable actually reading some of the stuff that's in there. And I can understand why. But Bruce is from New York. He said, I can handle it. He was going to do it. They shut him off and they began to cite what you're about to talk about is against the law. Now, stop and think about that because they're telling on themselves because it's perfectly fine for them to approve these books to go in the library, but it's not appropriate. It's against the law, for, uh, in their opinion, for him to read back to them what they've approved in the library. Here's what Bruce did at his local school board. Um, tonight, I'm going to give a sampling from three books that are in our libraries, the Fleming School and the Oakleaf School. And then we can discuss... You can discuss the process by which these books get on the shelves because there's a Clay County employee that got paid to put this book, Lucky, by Alice Sebold. I'm going to read things. If there's children watching, cover their ears. He began to need I'm going to stop you right there, sir. I'm going to stop you right there. Turn the microphone off. Turn off his microphone, please. The canceling told of you I'm stopping free you. speech here. The reason I'm stopping you is because these meetings are, if you'll hush your mouth for a minute and listen, instead of just talking, you may only learn something. Well, the problem is, sir, is these meetings are broadcast. There are people at home that are watching it on YouTube. There are people that are watching it on community television. Are you going to listen or are you going to run your mouth? And you'll get it back. But you'll get it back to talk about something besides reading pornography into a, a public television set well let me explain something to you there are federal and state laws that prohibit you from saying the things that you're getting ready to say on television you hear that there are state laws that prohibit and federal communications laws that prohibit you from publishing these things to a child admitting their guilt admitting you don't it have the, you don't have the ability at this point to determine who's watching the television show and for you to say, everybody cover your ears just doesn't cut it. If you go to if if you go to television and you look before anything that comes on that's offensive, they have it graded as R, N C seventeen, PG, or G, or X. Now, if if you put something on the television without that, you are violating state and federal law. Number one. Number two. What about if you put if it in the school? And listen, you'll learn something. Yeah. Okay. There are ways for you to have this removed from the library. <laughs> <laughs> there are ways for you to have this removed from the library. And he just said, it's against the law to read this out on the air. It's uh, against the law to publish this to children. That's what he's talking about, dummy.
In fact, you don't interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake, right? This guy just confessed for all the people that you're seeing there. There's like five people on this board, and this lawyer is speaking, telling you they're violating the law. He just said it. I'm not going to let you read what's in our library because it's against the law to publish this to children. That's what they're doing. And this guy knows it. I mean, this ought to be an easy slam dunk lawsuit against that attorney for trying to defend it and every one of these people on the school board, every one of them for shutting him off. What do you think, Lynn? Well, you know, you're absolutely right. But in the archives for everyone, I went and found the FCC document that covers this sort of thing. And here's what I wrote. The FCC document for schools and libraries does cover the Internet, but not the physical books that I could find. However, the attachment that I've provided will have folks be able to look on their own. It also goes on to tell you that the FCC can regulate broadcast. Now, note that the meeting being conducted and shared over the internet may cause it to become a broadcast. But if you look at the true definitions and regulations, Tim, this is where I think the school board stretched their supposed violation a little too thin. And this is where a lawyer would definitely need to come in and say, okay, here's what the regulations really are. Here's how the school board misused it and absolutely be able to slam dunk everything. Yeah. Yeah. And we're looking forward to that. Now, do we want to move on? Go ahead and move on to the interview here. And yes, let's, let's do that. And then we can come back with the other stuff we have. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. This is pre recorded. So here we go. This is our interview with uh, Bruce Friedman. And uh, we got a special guest with us this morning, not only the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor, but uh, we've got a, a gentleman who's taken a stand there in his community. We always like to highlight people like this. Bruce Friedman. Good morning, guys. How are you? Oh, doing well. How about you, oh, Bruce? Well. Very good. Thank you. Bruce seems lively today. Do you want to introduce him to us for us? Sure. I I absolutely will. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit of a story about how Bruce and I met. It was a few years back on one of the national anti-common core groups, and we have become uh, fellow warriors, each in a different way. We haven't always agreed on everything, but that's okay because iron sharpens iron, and we have been able to support each other through this particular war. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have Bruce on our show was because how many times have we said through our years of broadcasting together, Tim, that you have to take it at a local level. That's right. And so Bruce has been able to champion that with a plum and vigor and just really knocked it out of the park when he stood before his school board a couple of weeks ago and did his dadly duty, did his godly duty, did his American duty to point out wrong, and he got shut down. So with that, this is Bruce Friedman. He is the president of the Florida chapter of No Left Turn in Education and one of my fellow warriors, and welcome to Rotten to the Core. Thank you, Lynn. I appreciate the opportunity to spread the word and to help wake up America's parents about what's wrong. We could talk about what's right. That would make a lot of people feel good. They'd get complacent and go back to the couch. Our job is to light some couches on fire. Amen. <laughs> I got a I got a question. Uh Bruce, you're you gotta be a transplant if you're down in Florida and you got that accent. Where are you originally from? What accent? 
You're up north somewhere. Six months ago, six months ago, we moved from New York because the political environment was less than ideal. Right. And my wife had to surrender her job regarding vaccination issues. I don't want to wallow in that right now. But here in Middleburg, Florida, most people are unmasked. Most people are unjabbed. And most people are kind of complacent with regards to the freedoms presented to them. They haven't noticed things like what I've been working on the last couple of weeks and prior with Lynn and others. Um, and it's my job. It's my mission. I've been appointed from circumstances to the center stage in this fight. And I'm very happy to share the stage or surrender it entirely as long as the issues are resolved. It's not about me. Well said. I could not have said it any better. And you're absolutely right. And we need more parents to take that attitude because I know where Middleburg is. It's not that far from Jacksonville. And I know that Jacksonville is a big hub for a lot of things that go on in Florida, just like Tallahassee. And so we can hear all these supposed wonderful things about Florida state of education. But when you start looking at the nitty gritty like you did, you're going to find that it is a can of worms no one wants to talk about because they're too busy trying to prop up the re-election charming speeches about how great fun and wonderful it is and come on down and don't worry about a thing parents we you know we're going to give you your rights we're going to give you all this freedom we're going to do all this for you and all you have to do is show up could you tell us what got you started you said you felt this was your mission uh that was given to you a couple of weeks ago so what was the event that really just got you to where you're like okay I can't sit on the couch. I got to go set it on fire. Uh, I also run the No Left Turn in Education New York group. I'm still running it remotely because of the attention being paid to me for now. I will pass that baton to a fellow New Yorker someday. Okay. Right now, the, the appeal of Florida is valid. There is considerably more freedom here. So I want to I want to make it clear. This is not a bash Florida, bash my county, bash anything. I don't bash teachers. I bash evil. Evil exists. It's about time most of us were able to discuss it, acknowledge it, address it. Amen. And thank you. Yes, amen. I'm a community-minded person. I don't care where I live. I want to know what's going on, who's pulling the strings, who are we not allowed to talk about. Who are we not allowed to speak freely in front of? Those are the people I'm drawn to, and that's what happened at the board meeting. I was fortunate that the attorney for the Board of Ed, Mr. Bruce Bickner, turned off my microphone and saved me the burden of having to say all of the vile things that are in our libraries, printed in the books, accessible to children. By him doing so, magically all this attention appeared. He did me a great service. Very good. Now, was this something that one of your children brought home or was this something that they said, hey, dad, take us to the library. We're going to go pick out a book. And you found it. I mean, what what actually happened? Uh, in my efforts to connect with the community, I met with a number of locally active and involved persons. One of them is Tanya Kassen from Moms for Liberty, Clay County, a wonderful young lady. She prepared the trifold board for me for that meeting. She was reluctant to take the spotlight. She was reluctant to, to read the foul words in public. I'm from New York. I have a thicker skin. I stepped up. 
I did what I had to do, and she launched me into this moment. Okay. I'm still a member of her group. She's probably a member of mine. Nobody cares about the group yeah. names. Right. We care about the children. Right. So no left turn in education is a valid way to proceed with staying informed, as is Moms for Liberty and all their various subgroups. And there's a hundred plus other groups that I'm probably a part of or an influence upon. And again, we share a common love for the future of America's children. Groups are just a trivial way to connect. Absolutely. Because, you know, you're not going to agree on everything as you and I have found out, but we do have that one common thread. And on that, we can move forward and go. So where are things now? You've been able to have all kinds of media attention. Um, is the school board reconsidering having uh, a look at these particular resources that are so uh, offensive? I mean, what's going on? Um, not typically going to plug another media source, but yesterday a small local channel called Action News Jacks had a second report and an interview of sorts brief after i spoke at the special boe meeting yesterday morning 9 a.m there is an old and existing process in this district in this county clay to challenge any item that is part of the public school curriculum or the contents of the public school library apparently for the last 30 plus years very few persons ever took advantage of that mechanism because of the laws revised and instituted by DeSantis, our governor, we have a new requirement that they also demonstrate transparency during the review process. All of this has been kicked the can forever, okay. such that there is zero accountability. Yesterday, I submitted 67 challenges to items on the shelves in our county. There are 500 plus more texts I will investigate and decide what is best to do to proceed with regards to submitting another challenge. It is a cumbersome process. I would like your permission to turn the camera to show you how cumbersome. Okay. All right, Tim, that would be your, your call. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Do you need to share the screen there, Bruce? No, I need to share the camera. Okay, yep, that's by. fine. <laughs> yep, go ahead. <laughs> this is my dining room table. Oh, wow. Look at that. Right. So that is what, what I did was, first of all, let's clarify. I don't trust the American Library Association. I don't trust the media specialists. I don't trust anyone who ever allowed such things to wind up on the shelves. Who is going to do the reviewing? That's sort of a moving target right now with revised policies. Yesterday, after I spoke at the special meeting, they decided to kick the can a little further. They're running out of time. It has to be instituted, certainly by the end of September, whatever their new policy is. Right now, this policy that stands there, challenge policy, requires me to roughly invest one half of an hour of my energy into completing a challenge. After that, it has to be possibly hand-delivered, possibly electronically submitted. Again, given the lack of trust, I am copying it. I am delivering it by hand. I'm copying it again. I'm sending it registered return receipt mail. And I'm putting the original in my own file so I can track what this right. wrong right. along the way. Very so there's good. no, I'm going to force the hand of accountability. If it paints this county in a bad light, I'm very sorry, but you've had 30 years plus to clean up your mess and mm -hmm. look what you've done. 
So I'm not stopping. I'm not going away. And I will, if I need to, challenge every book in every library in this entire county. I have a team, an army. Church leaders are reaching out to me. Other group leaders are reaching out to me. I'm going to have a secretarial pit of vicious warrior moms cranking out paperwork until they clean up the mess they made. Amen. Amen. Bruce, can can I ask a question here? With what you're doing, and I want to remind people, you said you've only been there a few months, and immediately you're right there involved. You're you're leading in in what you're doing against the corruption there. Have you? I'm, I've looked up. Your sheriff is Michelle Cook uh, of the county. There, have you talked to the sheriff about what they're doing? Because I'm sure there's a violation of law by having those kinds of books in there for young children. Uh, that's an excellent question, Tim. I have not yet spoken to the sheriff because I want to go to her armed for bear right now if i find if the review process continues and one even one of those 67 books meets the statute for obscenity pornography or harmful to minors it will be removed at that point there is a requirement for transparency about where it was removed from how many copies there were and there's a floating point about electronic access that I'm working on that may not be resolved to anyone's satisfaction afterwards. That aside, let's say that a book that I believe is inappropriate, the word pornog- pornogra- pornographic is, is a black hole of subtlety. Where people draw the line is subjective, but the law is moderately clear. If I find that in violation of the law, a book has been reshelved despite my challenge, that my challenge has been found inaccurate, then I go to the sheriff and say, look at this. Would you let your kid read this? And from there, we'll open a dialogue. That's after the process continues, maybe, maybe two more weeks. My son is supposed to attend this school, Ridgeview in Middleburg, high school, 10th grade, in less than three weeks. All right. Thank All you. Right. Very good. Very good. Now, I wanted to point out, I looked on the No Turn, uh, excuse me, the No Left Turn in Education website, and one of the things that the uh, national website has, you can find chapters all over the nation. Uh, you can find Bruce's and uh, and uh, others as well. I know I'm in communication with the group leader here in North Carolina, but what I wanted to point out was you guys have a resource page where you can go and look at some of the books that you guys have identified as too much, too soon for too young an age or inappropriate at any age. And I think that is absolutely wonderful. Now, the book in question is on there. I did not see it on the particular schools district's website for where you are in Clay County, but that doesn't mean that it can't be included in what you're doing, which I know that's what you've done. And I think it's absolutely fabulous. So the reason I wanted to point that out was, first of all, give parents a way to go find where some of these book titles are so they can know what to look for. But second of all, even if it's not on the, the list, if you in your parental uh purview of it find that it is objectionable and that no one in the right mind would read it then yes absolutely follow bruce's example this is why we wanted to have him on was so that we can give you an absolute wonderful viewpoint of what it means to get in there and get in the fight bruce let me let me ask let me ask another question of you um do you have anybody down there that you're working with that thinks any of the books that you've pulled 
that any of them would be appropriate at any time? Or are you finding uh, parents more traditional, like when I was in public school? Now, Lynn's a homeschooler. All her girls have been homeschooled. All our kids have been homeschooled. But when I was in, in, in school, I think the closest thing we got to that was some kind of thermal imaging of the man's erection. That was it. That was it. It was a thermal image, but it was it, they were they were teaching biology. They weren't teaching the sexual relations, even necessarily with the man and the woman, except to broadly speak about it. Uh, they weren't into details. They certainly weren't into sodomy or lesbianism or any of this stuff. What's the, is, are the views of the parents that any of these books might ha- contribute anything good, or are they saying nope? All these things are just completely inappropriate. They're not teaching biology at all. They're, they're teaching a perversion to our, to our young people. I live in a conservative area. That was a personal choice to escape from what was once a conservative area in New York. Mm-hmm. The nature of people transplanting from New York to Florida is complex. There are some blue zones and some red zones. I picked a nice red one to raise my son for the last three years of his own uh, activity before he goes off to college. I hoped to save the money we spent on private school in New York. He was in an evangelical school that, like your homeschooling, did not go past what would be considered parental involvement. People who put their kids in an expensive private school, because they're all expensive. Right. They're involved in their child's education enough to know that there's something wrong with the public schools. Here, I hoped for better. I actually believe it will be better if he goes to public school, if I can get this junk off the shelves. Um, I'm not sure if that answers your question or not, but... Yeah, it's close. I, I'm just kind of curious if there's other people that you're working with who, who see any of these books as valuable, at any of them. Even if it's one. Yes, I'm not working with them, but I'm using their contrary opinions to help sharpen my position. All right, good. Uh, The perfect example is because it's all been a rather complicated accident of divine providence that brought me here to you today. Um, The first book on the list happened to be Lucky. Lucky is a child rape survivor's tale. Apparently, the woman was brutally assaulted at age 18. That's most unfortunate. Um... There are other books that don't serve in an, any interpretation of a therapeutic role in any child's life that have content that's even more vile. Because Lucky came up first, I've been reached out to by some mental health professionals describing how this book could serve another survivor as part of a therapeutic process. I thought that was a very interesting and valid retort. Most of the time, I get thank yous and F yous from the world. Right. So those all get dismissed. I'm busy now. So anything that is an intelligent response, I apply my scrutiny and my reasoning and my critical thinking and try to find the common ground. Here's the common ground in that circumstance. Let's say that this interpretation of the book, Lucky, on some level from more or less a philosophical opponent is valid. I'm going to pretend that for a minute. I disagree, but we'll pretend. Well, that book having a therapeutic value doesn't mean that it will help everyone who reads it. It means that it might, in some cases, help one child. Right. Okay, I would never want to stand in the way of helping one child. That book belongs in a locked cabinet in a therapist's office where it doesn't come out until the child and their guardian are aware of its potential harm 
and someone has signed off on basically distributing pornography to minors. Excellent. No, that's excellent. I appreciate the way you analyze that, too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But one of the things we're seeing, Bruce, and I know that you've seen it probably in New York. I know, um, you know, you might see it when your son starts going to public classes, but I know that I've been contacted by many parents from across the nation with some very similar concerns. And what we're seeing is that because so much of the social and emotional learning has been embedded in education. It's taking things like therapy that don't belong in school courses and throwing it in. And they're somehow using loose justification to say, oh, well, we can do that. And, you know, the government at federal and state levels are giving them the money to do it, especially uh, in the uh, time and era we are. And, you know, this is one of the things that I don't know if you've looked at. Uh, it might be another avenue. But, you know, if you look at some of the funding that would help bring in things like that, I know that the uh, from the national level, that the Museum and Library Association does receive federal funding that is doled out to the states and to the districts, and they have to have certain things in place or they lose that funding, which could harm your library. So just I don't know if that would help or not, but that's that might be another avenue for if you can't use it, maybe someone who's listening to this thinking local action, maybe that would help them as well. I hope that's true. I'm working in parallel with other teams in other districts with other methods and, and mechanisms for resolving the problems in our schools. One of them is performing a comprehensive audit of all purchases made in a small district. Mm -hmm. Just as a test, they're looking for the kind of anomalies. If anybody has seen the movie, The Accountant, yeah, there are numerical tendencies to fraud. I don't want to get lost in Benford's curve. We'll revisit that. So um, I'm waiting to see the results of their battle, but that is the long game. Yeah. As I have already with you, Lynn, been in this fight over 10 years since right. they thrust Common Core upon my kindergarten son back in the day, mm -hmm. since he came home crying because he had so much homework to do in kindergarten. And right. it took me till the end of first grade to realize just how bad things were. He was already harmed by then. That's how he wound up in an evangelical school. Thank goodness for Smithtown Christian School. It's the only place safe for children in the neighborhood. It runs about $10,000 a year, and it deserves all your kids if you can afford to put them in there. They were honorable people every step of the way. I'm going to miss them. Um, they help repair my boy. Very good. Awesome. That is very good. Well, uh, Tim, do you have any more questions for Bruce? I only have one final one. Well, I, one of the things, you know, Bruce, the, that you're going to do, and you made mention of that a lot of these homeschool moms, they've, they've done all the work. I mean, they're, they'll, they'll get in there and work, but sometimes they don't feel comfortable taking the spotlight and doing all those things. Some do. Some are, you know, real mama bears in what they do. But they see you, and I, I think of the body, how the body of Christ works, and they all have different parts. Some of them are seen, some of them are unseen, but all of them are useful to the body. When one part of the body hurts, the whole it hurts the whole body. And I see you guys, the way you're talking, of how you're working together and using the gifts God has given you. And one of the things that I was thinking of is when you're speaking out on this, you're coming right in there, you've been there a few months, and all of a sudden, because you've been doing it up north, you come in here, and all of a sudden, you've got that position to speak out. And I think about this passage out of Ezekiel, 
Many people will be familiar with this. Ezekiel 33, it says, When he seeth the sword come upon the land, he bloweth the trumpet and warn the people. Then whoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So what I see going on there, Bruce, is you know there have been some people who are already there before you who are who are building this stuff up. You come in, and they kind of they they see this this natural quality you have to to take it uh, to the school board and to deal with it. And you're you're in essence being a watchman along with with these other people who are blowing the trumpet. So if people don't listen, it's going to fall on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're you're one who's willing to go and do that. And I I commend you for that. That we need we need a lot more men. Because I've seen a lot of women do this stuff. I've seen very few men. There have been some, but we need a lot more men to take their role because God's, I mean, that's the that's the natural role of the man is to lead, to protect, to provide, all of those kinds of things. So I commend you for that, and I appreciate you sharing what's going on down there. Thank you Absolutely. very much, Tim. Absolutely. I'm a little... I'm a little troubled by all the biblical references. I don't think of myself on any scale near that, but... Um, if I can help save one child, that is a good day. Yeah. Right now, with all the noise that I have made in New York, here in Florida, 10 plus years, I think maybe I've had a subtle influence on about 100 children's lives. That's about one a month. That's not particularly good progress. At this rate, the world is doomed. We have to get loud and we have to be fierce and we need numbers. We need everyone off their couch, at their meetings, in their libraries, in their churches, from every podium, from here to Timbuktu, saving each other's children. Yeah, the brother, the the righteous are made bold as lions, the scripture says. So I'm not trying to blow your head up. I wasn't trying to do that, but I, <laughs> but I, but I, but I, but I say with all sincerity, your your role may not be that of the watchman on the tower per se to warn the city and this that and the other, but you're warning the county. And you're warning other parents of what's going on because some of those parents may not even know what's going on. And they may be going through, you know, the homework with their kids and everything else. But they may be completely unaware that those things are are available to their children to look at. And like I tell people, when I was a teenager, there was a thing called contributing to the delinquency of a minor. You know, if you if you if somebody got you a pornographic magazine or something like that, they could be charged with that. Now we don't hear any kind of talk about that. So when I'm commending you for it, again, it isn't to blow your head up. It's to encourage you because you're an encouragement to us as we as we hear what you're doing. Thank you, Tim and Lynn. Um, I hope to serve in that capacity to light a fire on as many couches as I can. Um, <laughs> I'd like to bring up one more little counter argument. Again, I'm only looking at intelligent contrary opinions. I'm too busy to look at all the thank yous and all the stuff. Someone said... Well, you know, your child has, most children, has a cell phone. Through the cell phone, they have access to the Internet. Through the Internet, they had access to all the same things that concern me about the public school libraries. Said, yes, that's true. And if I feel that my son hasn't earned my trust, he won't have a cell phone anymore. I can never take away his public school library. And so that is the subtle difference between the ease of access. It's true. A child with a peculiar interest is going to find a way to satisfy that interest. 
especially given the internet and a cell phone. But we don't have to satisfy it in a public school library. One more little item. I saw a book coming out now from HarperCollins.com called Bye Bye Binary. Your new bundle of joy has arrived to shatter gender norms. A book for toddlers about multiple gender fluidity issues. Toddlers? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. For little woke parents to read to their future <sighs> woke social justice yeah. warriors. This book, I'm, I'm speechless. Just yeah. beware of what your kids have access to right. and protect your babies. Absolutely. Well, Bruce, I only have one final question for you. First of all, thank you so much. You have been such an Whoops. inspiration. And I know sometimes it's a weird spot to be in because you're like, hey, I'm just doing what I do because I love my kids and I want to help protect others. But if someone wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Whether it's to have you share more of your story or more about how to be that really fierce dad activist, uh, how would they get in touch with you? On Facebook, there is the two groups that I'm currently involved with, No Left Turn, in education florida that's primary and then the same no left turn in education new york that has slipped into secondary position as i moved there is a national team www.noleftturn.us which includes the book resources you mentioned earlier some warnings to parents right. about content you can see some page excerpts if you're of a contrary opinion take a look at what we're concerned about and maybe we'll find some more reason to agree Otherwise, my email address is Bruce, B-R-U-C-E dot Friedman, F-R-I-E-D at noleftturn.us. Reach me with any questions. I'll help you if I can. Okay. Okay. And let's point out that the left turn does include both T's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bruce. You have a wonderful rest of your day. And if you'll hang on, we will uh, say bye after we shut this off. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. So Bruce was going to take, let me turn this back up. I I usually don't have to turn down the the streaming. Bruce is going to take and tell me about some kind of uh, blood clotting kind of food because I was talking about eating liver mush and eggs before. So (laughs) it killed that. But if you want that recipe, uh, just take anything left over from the pig and boil it down. But I did have this. Lynn, before you speak, and we're going to go over just a little bit. So those on Red State Talk Radio will stop just to shut off the, the, the radio, and then we'll cover over a little bit. But I have found out we have a birthday girl in the chat oh, this morning. Okay. Yes. And so and I get to humiliate myself uh, a little bit this morning. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, yeah. dear Beth. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. I hope it's a good one, too. I hope David treats you really well. Uh, Happy birthday, Beth. And Lynn, I'm going to let you kind of carry us over to the end of the show, and then we'll pick that up there, okay? Okay. All righty. If you want to find out more about my unexpected journey, that is Caring Bridge. Uh, Tim had the website. You guys can go there. Uh, My daughters are running that for me. They're updating with journals. So if you want to hear the the god-awful 
junk that that I'm going through every day. You can read my journal. You can find out there are tangible needs as well as prayer support needs as well. Uh, if you find if you wish to financially donate to any of the work that I do, commoncordiva.com, there is a donate button there. Uh, we use that to, to help for uh, the Liberty Bells as well. So you can find me there. I'm usually on all the other social media platforms. Um, I am working on a project for one of my friends in Australia. She has asked me to put together a presentation to present there about the global grasp of education. So I'm slowly working on that. I'm trying to keep my energy up by working on things rather than wallowing in what's going on because, you know, whether or not I'm sick or not doesn't matter. It's about what we need to do to help protect our children and our families. It's not about me personally. Okay. All right. Yeah. And we want people to be be thinking about that, Lynn, because you're very important to us. We love you. And we appreciate all the work that you do and the gifts that God has given you, you use. And um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a time for people to give back to you and to help uh, in the situation and time of need. So we want people to do that. All right. We got about two and a half minutes here. Okay. Let's go through some of the things that people are going to have sure. in the archives. Okay, in the archives, you are going to see all the links that we have to Bruce's uh, interviews. There's going to be one that he provided for us that says, if my book challenge is successful, the article could prove as a template to help others. The father had his microphone. We'll look at that one on the other side. We're also going to see that you can see he was on Fox News. He was on Tony Robbins show. He uh, we're also going to look on the other side at his special appearance. The The school board decided, oh, yeah, you know what? We we screwed up Bruce's time. So we're going to have him back for a special board meeting. So we'll play that on the other side. You'll also see there are other interviews that we will provide for you. You're going to see that we have the No Turn Left in Education's website, which we'll look at on the other side. Of course, the FCC documentation that Tim showed you earlier will be in the archives. We'll also look at the uh, school district that Bruce is in, and we'll be able to uh, tie a lot of the Common Core machine into that, as well as look at some of the Florida standards for reading, what's allowed, what's not allowed. We'll look at that on the other side. And then lastly, some of this is stemming from the misnomer that the bill that DeSantis signed about the don't say gay bill. And Suzanne and I did a show on that. And this will be in the archives for you where the law did not say you could not use the word what the law, what the bill did or the law is supposed to do is stop the inappropriate sexual comprehensive mess from kindergarten to third grade, but implements it into fourth grade where it's still just as inappropriate as it is for K through third. But for some reason, Florida thinks that at fourth grade, you're able to handle it much better than you were in third grade. Yeah. And the the whole issue there is this stuff shouldn't even be being taught in school at all. Right. You know, again, if you want to learn biology, that's a very simple thing. You can do that. You don't have to be gratuitous. You don't have to be pornographic in it. Right. And you can teach biology. But to bring all this other stuff, things that are are encouraging children to go down a path that is unlawful it's just there's no need for it so we're going to pick that up on the other side and we'll have to have lynn kind of walk me through because i didn't pull up all these interviews and i just pulled up a couple of things there but we're going to play that on the other side here so if you want to catch that sons of liberty media.com and we'll see you on the other side catch bradley at 3 p.m eastern 2 p.m central sons of liberty media.com we'll be back in the morning live from the west coast see ya
All right, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. Yes, Elvis has left the building. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so, Lynn, pick it up from there as to what we're going to go to. Okay. Uh, the very first link that Bruce sent us is, again, if the book challenge that he has that he was talking about in video, if it's successful, this particular article out of the Tampa Bay area should be able to serve as a template because it's going to akin the books that are in the school libraries to adult porn magazines. And of course, you know, we have to be careful about those. So this would serve as a template for you. I wanted to make sure we highlighted that one, Tim, because we know we have parents from all over the nation who listen to the broadcast uh some who are even international and this is a way you know you might even want to suggest this to to mick i saw his uh part of his interview with you yesterday and this would serve him well as well okay uh let's see here uh, the other thing that I wanted folks to see was that special board meeting that the that the clay county school board invited bruce back to after they shut off his mic during the one we showed, they contacted him and said, you know, hey, we're having a special board meeting. We need you to come to this one. And he said here, this was the particular meeting where he introduced the first of many book challenges that he was telling us about in the in the video. So if you would uh, show that one, that's resource number four. In Mr. Stuff Bruce Heathen. Friedman, and I have your address here on the file. Mr. Friedman, if you would please go to the podium when you speak. Um, we have it set up right over here. Makes it easy for all of us to see you and pay attention to you. And I thank you. It's a problem. You can see through it. <laughs> Not our choice at the beginning, but you know, it's come in handy. <laughs> Has there been any titles removed from any libraries as a result of the new review process? It's not, it's not a question. It's not a question answer. It's just an opportunity to. Um, the revised policy, the revised manual that you're about to vote on, it has created a procedure that parents can submit two-page form supporting documentation. It puts the burden on the community to review the items already on the shelves in your library to resolve whether or not they deserve a challenge. My team and I, a small band of fierce warrior moms from No Left Turn Education and other groups and beyond, we have started the review process on our own. We are going to clean up your mess. I would prefer you did. It's a considerable amount of work. There are 67 challenges I have prepared to start my efforts. I intended to hand those to Mr. Roger Daly, but Officer President, thank you, Senator There will be many more. I have a list of approximately 500 texts that I have not yet even investigated if they're in the Destiny system. Challenges will be applied as is appropriate. This policy resulted in a considerable amount of work for me and my team, and that work that I've done will result in a considerable more amount of work for you and your team. It's an albatross. Make the process, click here, challenge accepted. That's it. Streamline the process by which parent involvement can be welcomed into your board and into your district and county. 
and this will be cleaned up in no time at all. If any book is denied a challenge, if you find that I have inappropriately challenged the text and you feel it is appropriate for all ages or the school library that it's in, let's say it's a high school level book, some of the stuff that was mentioned last week doesn't seem to belong anywhere. Um, if there's a book that's in junior high that maybe is more appropriate for high schoolers, I want to be kept in the loop. I realize there's a new clause in the new laws regarding transparency. Let us know how many titles have been successfully challenged and which ones. How many copies have been removed from your 42 libraries, public school. Let us know which books have failed the challenge process and have been found to be acceptable and assign accountability. Somebody's name has to be on the piece of paper that says, no, we, we recognize you challenged this book, but we think it's okay. Who thinks it's okay? I want a name. I want accountability. Furthermore, there are some electronic resources that are accessible to anybody with mom's password. After a book is successfully challenged and pulled from your shelves, can the kids still get it on the internet through your portal? I'd like that clarified as well. I respectfully request that you revisit the Albatross new policy as that is approximately 30 person hours of labor to challenge 60 books. We're about a half an hour apiece. Thank you, Mr. Friedman. Our next speaker is Leanne. Okay, Lynn. Okay, there you go. All right, now the next place we're going will be the national website, the No Left Turn in Education. This is one of the groups that uh, Bruce represents. And this is where you're going to be able to find in their resources the book list of the things that uh, a lot of the folks who are with no left turn in education are saying these are offensive for whatever reason. They not only cover uh, pornographic text, Tim, they go in for critical race theory. They do all kinds of things uh, to help raise awareness for parents to know, hey, this is what's going on in education. And as far as the book list, you'll be able to find that. They have uh, the book that uh, started all this, the lucky book, is uh, visible on that particular website through their resource page. All right, we've already looked at the FCC documentation. I wanted to go to the Clay County School District website to show folks that uh, you can see that the Common Core machine, even though, you know, oh yeah, DeSantis said the Common Core was dead in Florida. I want folks to see, no, it's very much alive in Clay County as well as the other counties that are in uh, Florida as well. And if you scroll down, you can see college and career readiness. You can see the STEM. You can see the career tech education. You can see all kinds of outlets for Common Core to still exist. So Florida didn't get rid of it. It just rebranded it. All right. If you go to the particular school library website, you will see that it gives all kinds of places for folks to find out what books they have for what age groups. If you go to the Florida Teen Reads website page for Clay County, Lucky is not on that book, uh, on that list, but a lot of the other ones that were on the No Left Turn in Education website are on the Clay County Teen Reads website as well. So that's a, a big connection right there. Now, the younger grades will also have a reading list. Lucky will not be there as well, but the books are also made available to homeschoolers in Florida as well 
as public school, uh, school children. And then the last thing I wanted to point out to folks was the reading standards from the Florida Department of Education permit this kind of thing. Yeah, so all of you guys out there <laughs> who are, again, being set up like you were in 2016 with Ron DeSantis here, this is the guy who's been over this how many years? And it's in place, and he's told you he got rid of Common Core. Lynn just showed you he hasn't. He's rebranded it, and she's been telling you that for several years now. And this is going on, and now you really want to get behind that guy and push him up into the White House? Uh, you might want to, again, Lynn, this is not hard for people who are actually mm -hmm. paying attention. But so many right. people think they're awake and mm -hmm. alert to what's going on because they can call out Joe Biden or Democrats or whatever. Those guys got their mask off. It's the guys with the mask on that you've got to pay right. attention to. That's the real danger here. Right. It absolutely is. And, you know, if you look at the financial ties that DeSantis has to the rhinos and and the the other group, whatever you want to, you know, make fun of them with whatever name, if you look at the, the money, it's the same thing as the other side. And this is why you and I have said when it comes to education, there's no difference between the Republicans and the Democrats because they shouldn't be in it in the first place. That's right. Tenth Amendment. Tenth Amendment says Absolutely. you're not authorized in that. And why is that? Because we didn't authorize you to be involved in it. No money, Absolutely. no policy, no law. Keep your pie hole shut when it comes to education because <laughs> it's none of your business. Absolutely. And, you know, as we saw on the No Left Turn in Education website, it said indoctrination, not education. Well, you know, you and I've been pointing that out for years. I know on my blog, I've been pointing it out for even longer. This is not about academics. This is about grooming for ultimate control by a government that does not give a fig about you at all. Yeah, I was trying to pull up this one. Uh, this mm -hmm. is um, this quick video here, if I can do this. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, I forget where this guy was from, but he is a superintendent, Dr. Ziegler. Check out what he has to say here. Or some content addressing where we are in that process. Loudoun County Public Schools. Uh, something brief. Uh, Dr. Ziegler, would you be interested in providing that to the community and back to school? Uh, everything that Mr. Mahevdi mentioned is part of the rollout plan. So we have a, a pretty robust indoctrination plan. What? Uh, you have a what? Go. Wait, wait, hey. What, what did, plan for this. Why does this ready thing? Ready to go. Indoctrination plan. Indoctrination plan. Oh, he, uh, he has a what? robust indoctrination plan. Yeah, that's what he has. Uh, ready to go. Enculturation plan for this. Ready to go. As we you see the stickers on his week. laptop? Thank you, I do. I, I was just going by. He's got the, the LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ so stuff. He's got the uh, sustainable plan. goals uh, yep. kind of stuff going on there. And the colors, we've been through those colors. We did a show on that as well. So, yeah, yeah they've got indoctrination. And they just told you. They mm -hmm. just told you, parents, why would you send your kids there ever again? And why would you let this guy stay on the board? It doesn't make any sense to me. I know. It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. But that's our show for today. And, you know, we want to thank Bruce again. Thank all the moms who are supporting uh, what he's doing. Amen. And, you know, we need more Bruce's. Yeah. Okay. I've got a question for you, Lynn. Uh, mm -hmm. This is from Georgia Ann. She says, ask Lynn what she thinks about Betsy DeVos's talk yesterday about ending the Department of Education. <laughs> oh, I think we've already covered this one before. 
I'm sorry. I don't mean to, I don't mean to laugh, but I have to because the words that that I want to say just are not appropriate. She's a dog and pony show being trotted out for the midterms. I don't know how many times I need to say this. I've already talked about on, uh, I think it was Liberty Bells or, or Common Core Diva. I already gave my rant about her, her being trotted out. Uh, Suzanne and I did a show back in 2021, Tim, when Fox News brought her out from storage to start this garbage on, oh, yeah, school choice is the saving grace of the nation. And, yes, now here's my question, okay? Georgia Ann, it's not that I don't want to see the Department of Education shut down. I do. But Betsy DeVos is singing a false narrative that we have warned about on this show and on my blog and everywhere else that I can, that if you do not do this prudently by repealing federal education laws first it won't matter if you close down the department of education in five minutes it will scatter to 13 different agencies i have tried my best to get the attention of anyone who has any pull in the media to get this fact out and no one wants to talk about it because they'd rather look at her smiling evil face and listen to her words and get behind her because i'm telling you the midterm election garbage is the republicans are stopping at nothing to appear to be the family savior which oh yes by the way school choice and shutting down the department of education would be the perfect way to save your family as long as you buy her book for 30 bucks to learn how your kids have been hostage. And then the Democrats are over here going and doing what they can to make you think, oh, well, they're the saving grace of not only the nation, but our families as well. So you're being pitted against a false argument. And let me just say this. If Betsy DeVos was so, excuse my French, if she was so damn gung-ho on shutting down the Federal Department of Education, why did she not do it on her watch? Yep, I was going to say, because she was getting paid, man. She was getting paid. That's what it was. That's why she didn't shut it down. though. Yep. Yeah, she didn't want... $2 million to Trump-Pence campaign, and she's tied to Trump and Pence through a technology company where they're all profiting literally off the student data mining that goes with the school choice vouchers, education savings accounts, and whatever. So if you think she's doing this for the good of the nation, no, honey, she's padding her pocketbook. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wish I wish the Trump supporters could see that too. Oh, he's lost so much money, and he came on the other week saying, "I could have made so much money if I'd just done." It. Who are you blowing smoke at, man? I I'm mean, sorry. That, uh, that, it's ridiculous. I didn't mean to get uptight. No, that's okay. You go ahead and get uptight. You, you're you're ugh, you're okay in that. That woman, that woman is pure <laughs> evil, and she looks beautiful to most people. But if you look at the snake that's beneath that veneer. She doesn't give a fig about your kids in any sort of education. And in fact, we have gone over this show uh, with the Liberty Bells and all my other work where school choice is the death knell for all private education. Shut it down, rebrand it as public, and it's under more federal control. So if you really think the Department of Education is going away, please Please buy me a vacation somewhere and let's spend that money better than supporting that. I agree. Or hey, one last one last plug here. Or they can help you out uh, yep. with this health concern <laughs> that you have. And yep. and again, I 
you know, I, I'm plugging that, Lynn, because you are a part of our family here uh, with things, and you're on every week. You give of yourself. You're trying to educate parents so that they can do the work locally where they got to do it. So if you guys want to give back to Lynn and show her your support, I know some people it's really tight for you. I know Lynn appreciates prayer because... You know, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much, right? So I know she believes that, but there's also some financial needs that are there, and they're pretty pretty big financial. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even, even not going the allopathic uh, route, they're still kind of expensive. And um, she was telling me, uh, Dr. Vickers, it went on several thousand dollars a week just to go down there. And if you recall our interview with Dr. Vickers, uh, six weeks he can take somebody who has cancer, they put them on the diet, the supplements, and all the things that they do, and they set their body to where the body can heal itself. So um, it's, it's an expensive thing. So those of you who are able to help, that's the website. Again, it's caringbridge.org forward slash visit forward slash Lynn Taylor. And Lynn, we appreciate you as always coming on, and hopefully we're going to see you next week on next Wednesday. But tomorrow morning, we've got a lady out on the West Coast who's going to be joining us. They're going to join us at 3 o'clock in the morning. That's how serious they are about this. They have withstood in Oregon uh, all of the mandates, all of these things, kept their business open, a Christian couple, and she's going to join us in the morning to talk about how much like what Tony Roman was doing down in California, she was doing in Oregon, only she has a flood of people who have come not only to support her, but other businesses have been influenced by her. And boy, we want to, we really want to put that kind that's a good report right there. So you don't want to miss that. That'll be live in the morning, uh, 6 a.m., Lord willing, and we'll talk to you then. See ya.